Hey guys, and welcome to Unpack the Pursuit, a podcast where we have real talk about change. Unpack the Pursuit is dedicated to helping us think differently about change and how we want to get to the places we so desperately want to go. Get ready for empowering tips and tools, lots of storytelling, and inspiring interviews. We are your hosts, Natalie and Molly. Let's unpack this. guys and welcome to our what episode is this molly i don't know six seven six seven point five we don't know but we wanted to first start off with saying a huge thank you because we just launched the podcast god what day is it today friday when did we launch it tuesday yep you got it okay wow um we just launched the podcast on tuesday and we got a hundred plays on the first episode and we received so many text messages, so many followers, so many people helped us get the word out there by posting on their stories, their Facebooks, their Instagrams, literally all over the place. It meant so much and it was just really inspiring to the both of us. Yeah, it really meant a lot to us. I think we were just like, okay, this is why we started this. And it feels really good to sort of, after a few months, almost a year of working on it, getting that um, little bit of encouragement from you guys. So thank you so much. Also shout out to all the people who reached out and want to share their story on here. I mean, we're like, we just had to create a tracker to keep track of all the people that we want to schedule time with and incorporate into this project. Yeah. We're just really pumped about it. Yes. So exciting. Things are exciting. Yeah. Okay. So today is actually going to be story from myself. Natalie is the one talking here. I recently just went through a breakup back in about February and a lot of self-discovery in that. And that's actually the whole reason why Molly and I came up with the podcast idea. I was having a really bad day and thinking about my relationship and I gave her a call and she stuck on the call with me for about like two hours, I think. And I just unloaded so much and was able to come out with so much that I didn't realize was underlying my unhappiness. That is what we wanted to talk about today because breakups happen with a lot of people. And you know, we stay in a lot of relationships out of comfort sometimes, but I learned so much from getting out of my comfort zone in this relationship. Yeah. And we're asking a lot of you guys to share your stories. So I think it's important that we also share a little bit uh, from us as well. I think it's the reason we want people to come on and tell their stories is because it's cathartic. It's you're releasing something, you're inviting other people to be in that space with you. And so we think it's important to sort of live out that truth as well. So I'm really excited to hash this out with Natalie today. I can speak for myself. Nat has grown so much over the last few years. I've known her my whole life, but just throughout college and post-grad, watching her sort of come into her own being and really look to herself to find the answers um, in her own life and understand who she is has been a privilege, honestly. Thanks, Smalls. That means a lot. (laughs) It means a lot to me too. (laughs) So I guess, Natalie, I feel like we should just start at the basics. Tell us a little bit about where you were at when you were in the thick of it, maybe the Valley of Despair, and then we can sort of talk about the full cycle of change that you went through afterwards. Yeah. So I met him and we just fell in love really quickly. There was so much depth to a relationship. We were having so much fun together. We went away like a lot of weekends. It was just, it was good vibes. And we were just very much in the honeymoon stage. He's in the military and he got a call one day that he was being 
transferred to Yuma, Arizona, which was like two hours from San Diego. We were just doing so well then that I was like, oh my God, of course I'm going to move with you. Like, don't even question that. Like, I love you. He bought a house, moved into the house. And so, I mean, guys, this is like exactly what I dreamed my life was going to be when I was young. I was like, at this age, I'm going to be getting married soon. I'm going to be moving in with a guy. And I would call my parents and I was like, look at this beautiful house. And it was just like that American dream. And it just all came crashing down. And so quickly we moved. We were back and forth in August and September, and then finally moved into the house in October. And by December, things were bad. The most pivotal moment of all of that, there was one morning we woke up and we took a walk and he was like, you know, I think we need to talk about you moving out. And in my head, I was like, yeah, that's definitely smart, but I can't believe I just dropped my whole entire life to move here with you. Now we're at this point. That night, he really wanted to go out because he was leaving the next day. And in the back of my head, I was like, this is really not a good idea. Like We literally just talked about me moving out this morning, which is huge and didn't really settle on anything. And now you're leaving. Anyways, we went out that night. I was just, I was at a low valley of despair times a million, seriously. I mean, at the beginning of the relationship and when we moved, I was at the stages of just excitement. What was, what's the first stage? Why can't I remember it? Um, the, oh, fuck. <laughs> we like totally cannot not know that. <laughs> Uninformed optimism. Uninformed, thank you. Honestly, I'm keeping this in the podcast because it shows that we're human. Can't remember a lot of things. I'm in we school right now, guys. My brain is blob. <laughs> it really is like exactly what you just said is uninformed optimism. That feeling of, oh, this is it. I've reached the destination. This is what I've always pictured. It's glossing over some serious realities, right? Oh, and girl, I glossed over so many serious realities. <laughs> of course, I started getting more informed. I was like, oh, this is this. That was quick. I didn't really think that much, but <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> so, because we had been dating less than a year. So, ooh. So that night at the bar, I was just, I was at the low and I went to the bathroom and I was bawling my eyes out. And this girl came up to me and she was like, oh, I just, I went through the same thing as you. Let me help you out. So I spent the night with her at the same bar as my boyfriend. I went back over to their table. No one's paying attention to me. I sit down and no one even like acknowledges my presence. And so the girl came up and she was like, you don't deserve this. And I was like, yeah, girl, you're right. One of the people we were with just went at her and then the girl walked away and then she went at me and my ex sat there the whole entire time. It didn't stick up for me at all. The next morning I had to drive him to the airport. He was going on a trip and we literally didn't talk that whole entire time. And the pivotal moment was I came home, I was alone and I was like, I really missed him. And I in my head, I'm like, how am I missing him right now? Like he just treated me like shit and we've been doing so bad. Why am I missing someone and craving someone that's not even giving me the satisfaction that I need? I think it's hard to, even after the fact, like I know you've had months of being able to process this, but even to speak about and admit that like your expectations were not met is really hard to do. Mm -hmm. Really hard. And I just appreciate the honesty with that. The mere fact that you were able to ask yourself, why do I feel this way? Like, why am I having this reaction to someone that's not meeting me halfway? Mm -hmm. And like, thank God you did, right? Thank God you did ask yeah. yourself that. I just came to the realization that I just really wasn't happy with me. When I started really dissecting it even more, I realized that that's kind of been... My whole entire life, I've clung on to other people for my own happiness and really was avoiding myself. My dream was just to meet a guy that I was like in love with and having another person would make everything okay. Totally. And I want to stop you there too. So when you were reflecting on this and you were like, wow, like I'm placing my happiness in, other, in another person, I don't think I should be doing that. 
when you were sort of reflecting on, oh, this has been a trend in my life that I've, I can see now. What were some of the other times in your life where you were like, yeah, that's when I did that too? It's, it's Molly, it's even when you and I made the choice together to go to UMass. Mm-hmm. We were both saying like, I want to go to a different school and so did you. And the fact that we decided on it together made it okay. And the fact that I had someone at the school just in case I didn't like it, at least I had somebody that made it safe. I've always played it safe. And that was the same with my move to California. I mean, all of these things are blessings because I I've, I've wouldn't be where I am without them. But I moved to California with other people. Other people kind of... I made the decision for sure, kind of. But I don't think I would have gone alone. You know what I mean? Like I've really used people as basically a safety blanket instead of doing things on my own. When it comes to my own happiness and not wanting to be alone, I will. I would always fill up my schedule, like literally have a jam-packed schedule hanging out with anyone and everyone just to not be alone by myself and have to think about reflect on my life. I could not be alone. It was it was a problem. I couldn't make decisions on my own. I couldn't eat lunch on my own. I couldn't go to a bar on my own and just have a drink. Like I always had to have somebody else with me and I had to be spending time with people at all times because I would get really sad if I was alone. What did you start doing to counter that feeling of not wanting to be alone? Did you intentionally carve out time for yourself? At first, I was asking myself, what was making me so unhappy? What would make me happier? And so it was little things like that I can have control of, like waking up early and going to the gym, eating healthy all day and getting my homework done. Those things would make me feel really good. And then it was dissecting, what do I like to do? What do I, what do I enjoy doing? Because all my life, I'm, since I'm such a people pleaser, it was like, hey, Nat, what do you want to do? I don't care. What do you want to do? Hey, Nat, where do you want to go eat? I don't know. I don't care. You choose. That's how it always been. And I just had to kind of figure out how to be alone and be okay with silence. I would force myself to get up and walk in the mornings outside alone. I would make myself do something random like painting, going out to eat alone, or just something new to get my creative flow back and, and really find like what makes me happy, even if I'm alone. I love when you say that you would go out to eat alone because sometimes I never feel comfortable eating by myself, like alone, especially at a bar or something. But I sometimes intentionally do it just to put myself in that uncomfortable position. And I think that's important for all of us to do periodically through our life. Like I'm not saying every freaking day you have to do something that makes you uncomfortable. I mean, some people are into that. And if you are, like by all means. But I think you do need to be intentional about putting yourself in uncomfortable positions. And I don't want to go I don't want to go out on too much of a tangent here, but I was listening to that Esther Perel talk and she also talked about how oh there's a dog barking classic. Um she <laughs> just here in the studio of my uh, bedroom in Nashville, Tennessee. Um anyway, uh she was talking about like how rules used to be really clear. Kind of similar to what you were just saying about like getting a house, getting married, having a baby, all these things, there are rules that have been taught to us at a young age. And I think very recently, this changed, this shifted, where there aren't so many rules anymore and there's options. And people know that there are, op- there are options and people get intrigued by that. When there are rules and guidelines set out for you, you don't have to think so much. There's this like level mm-hmm. of certainty and comfort 
and you just get to like silo yourself on a one beat track and you just go, you know, and you measure your success by hitting those milestones. And these days with all of the options, it's a beautiful thing, right? Like we feel free with that comes a level of uncertainty and tremendous amount of self-doubt. You're just constantly like, what the hell am I doing? And am I doing it right? And am I going upside down or sideways or in circles? Like, where am I going? What's beautiful about your journey since, you know, transitioning out of your relationship is that you have been in a lot of different directions and I've watched you sort of grow. And I mean, every time I get on the podcast or get on the phone with Natalie, I'm always like, where are you these days? And that is kind of chaotic and crazy. And I know you get stressed out sometimes about that. And I know it's not the perfect situation, but it also think about just how much you are growing and learning. I think that's just, I don't know, invaluable experience. And I'd rather, like you said it perfectly, like that's why it's been so hard for me to like move and make a decision because we've had rules growing up and then we got out of college and everything shifted and the world just started changing. And it was like, no, you don't have to have a full-time job right out of college. No, you don't have to buy a house at this state. No, you don't need to have kids by this time. Like you beat to your own drum and that's been, it's amazing, but that's what it's been so hard for me because I've relied on those to be living in the box for so long and I've relied on people to tell me what to do. I have so many options. And so that's what I'm exploring now and coming into growth with. And it's really scary. And some days I, I get really depressed because I'm just like, where am I going? I would rather be in this position where there are days that I feel really alone, but in the loneliness, I know I'm searching for my happiness and searching for myself than be in a bad relationship that's unfulfilling and I'm unhappy in both areas. And, and I don't know why. And I'm just staying in that comfort because that's what's easy. So do you know the qualities that you're looking for in your next partner when you're ready to sort of take that on? Honestly, I I really... There's definitely some things that stick out that I know I'm looking for, but I haven't really thought about it because I'm on such my own self-discovery ride right now of figuring out, you know, what still like, what makes me happy? Where do I want to live? What's my career going to look like? And I think the biggest thing that I was looking for my worth in the other person when I needed to see my own worth. And that's kind of my journey right now is really looking at how big and how powerful and how smart I am and that I am worthy of a lot. I'm trying to just figure that out so I can attract in the right person and then think more clearly about what I'm exactly looking for once I have some more things figured out with me. Yeah, I I like how you said attract in because that's really the more natural way that it works. We mm-hmm. don't need we shouldn't have to go searching for someone that checks off all of these boxes. It's more of this natural like if I give out this energy, it will be returned to me in the form of a friendship, a relationship, a job, anything. I totally love that. And when I, when I met Corey, I was like vibrating so high. My energy was amazing. I felt amazing. And I brought him in for a reason. We did so well for so long and he was in my life to teach me a reason. Like I do not regret my move to Yuma and into the middle of nowhere, because then I would have never had this whole self-discovery. Sometimes whatever comes in, you don't need it forever. And it might like with relationships and stuff like that thing might end, that job might end because you've taken what you've needed to take and learned what you needed to learn. And now the universe wants you to do something new. Yeah. And I was just about to ask you a question that I don't think I'm going to ask you because 
self-actualization is not really like an end. There's no end to that. You don't, at least I don't believe so. I don't think like one day you wake up and you're like self-actualized and you know who you are because you have many selves and you're constantly evolving. And so this journey that you're on right now to like get more in tune with your, your own self will be a journey you have for the rest of your life. But what do you think has been the most rewarding part of it so far? And then what are some of the things that make you say, fuck, I just want to like go back to that comfort. Okay. So the biggest rewarding things are that I've just been able to kind of get a lot of like what I've needed to get done, done. Like I've just been on my own time frame and not anybody else's, which I've always been on everybody else's. So I've just been able to do me. And like, you really have. I'll like, I, have. I will totally just retweet that real quick. Like, I feel like you've just blossomed. Everyone should go follow Natalie on Instagram. She posts like <laughs> real inspirational shit. Of course, like, look, I'm not, I'm, we talked about this with Megan Shearer, the person we interviewed. Like, social media presence is just a very small piece of the puzzle. It's not mm-hmm. everything. And I'm not trying to make it seem like it is. But since I'm not with you, obviously, physically, that is sort of my window into your life. And I really like find a lot of privilege in that, being able to see it because you have this light about you and you're so energetic. I'm sure sharing your your journey with all these you know people that follow you. And I think that's really cool. And I do. And I think that's... Thank you for saying that. And I think that's most important. What I really try to do is that like, if I'm having a bad day, I'm not going to post like a happy Instagram. It's going to be like... Hey guys, like I'm just having a bad day. Like I want to be vulnerable with my story because that's what I'm trying to preach to other people that being vulnerable is okay. And it's okay to have bad days. You can get such a different outlook in people's lives. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I think with mine, I really try to tell people like what is going on behind the scenes. If I didn't post all that stuff, I would just look like this honestly perfect, like little yoga girl who has a podcast, like who's in school, who's a server, who travels and is living in Arizona and looks like a good life. But I don't. I post everything that I go through. Sorry, I interrupted you. So you No, can... that's okay. Yeah, I think I've just been able to really be on my own timeline. Twofold with the good and bad is that there are times where I'm alone and I just I feel really, really good. And then there are times where I'm alone where I'm not feeling good and I, I crave the comfort of, of my relationship for sure. So I think it just depends what my headspace is that day and what I'm, what I'm doing and what I'm thinking. And um, luckily, I'm in this yoga therapy program where I'm learning a lot on how to dissect my feelings and my emotions and lift my mood up and what everything means. And so when I'm in those places, I'm able to kind of navigate it a little bit better to really understand what's going on. I've had to really learn how to rehab it myself with not, you know, picking up the phone and texting someone right away or texting him right away. Hey, can we have a phone call? Cause I'm sad. I've just had to be like, I've had to sit in it alone, which sucks sometimes, but it's also really great to know that you can get through it alone and you can, you literally can't do it on your own. Yes. You're never truly, truly, truly Mm -hmm. alone. You might be alone in that moment and there's strength in that, but you're never alone. Like that's why you've called me before. You have your mom who I know you have a really strong relationship with. Um, There's other people in your life that have your back. And I think it's that perfect balance, right? Of being able to like take things on, on your own while also appreciating and and using your support system when you need it. Yeah. But you yep. don't need your support system to be one fucking person. Like, no, never. you never need that. But yeah, damn, Nat, I'm so happy <laughs> open to sharing this. I think, you know, it's not an easy thing to just talk about, like straight up, like your personal experience. But I think it will encourage some other, pe- other people. 
either through what they're going through right now or things they've gone through in the past and past and trying to process that. So thanks for being the OG. Of course. And the story's still going, guys. Like I'm I'm out of the relationship, but I'm going through a lot right now with that self-discovery. So like even though I got out of that and I'm starting this, like it's not I'm not I'm not perfect by any means. I'm still unraveling a lot. So this the story continues. Um oh I did want to ask you because obviously you're technically our interviewee. What does unpack the pursuit mean to you? Oh gosh. Unpack the pursuit really means like it's getting to the bottom of what you're going through and like your emotions. For example, like I was putting my happiness in someone else and didn't understand like why I was still unhappy. And I had to dig deep to figure out where the true unhappiness was coming from. So I think it's really just digging deep. And I learn a lot like in this yoga training, like even when you're angry or sad, just like sitting with yourself and being like, where is this actually stemming from? Totally. Unpacking it so you can move forward. Yes. Unpack the pursuit. I mean, just guys, we are obsessed with our own name, if you can't tell. (laughs) Um, Because it's just, it rings so true for us and we hope it (laughs) rings true for you. But we're just like, yes, wait, this really encompasses like everything I've ever, I've ever thought about life. Natals, I love you. I love you. Um, Thank you guys for listening. If you are interested in sharing your story or if there's a concept that you really want to hear about, feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram or our email, um, which which we'll link into this episode. And it's on our Instagram as well. And our Instagram is just at Unpack the Pursuit. And thank you guys just again for listening and again for all of the shares and everything from our launch. That was incredible.